yesterday when, when I was preparing for this message, um, I think, I feel like I had, I had a word like for, for this church. It might be maybe one person, but I just feel like the word. And this, the scripture actually that came to me was in First Peter. I know it's not, I didn't give you a little, but it's on, it's on First Peter 5. <clears throat> um, it actually ties in with the message I'm, I'm, I'm preaching today, so kind of cool. I'll mark this up, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so first Peter 5, let's start from um, 6. So um, let's say from 6 to 11, it says, Humble yourself, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. Be alert and sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of suffering. And the God of grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. To him be the glory. Amen. And I, I just feel like, you know, like this church, particularly, I've been going through like a, lot of, a lot of attack and a lot of, like, like, maybe not now, but maybe in the past. And, and, I feel like, like God says that like he's going to restore. He's going to restore. He's going to you know, restore and, and make you strong and resist like, and be steadfast in all that he's doing. So be encouraged that you know, God knows, he sees, and I, think, I feel like it's time for restoration. Amen. As I believe. So, yeah. so amen to that. Cool. <clears throat> right. So let's start with the word. Um, so the title of my message today is... Um, the way of suffering. Yep, what a message. <laughs> the way of suffering. Um, Via Dolorosa. Actually, that word um, apparently is, is, is a street in, in Jerusalem. Via Dolorosa. Um, they, they believe it's, it's, it's the path that Jesus, you know, um, when, when he, before he went to the cross, so the path he took from, from Pilate onto, onto Golgotha. So they believe that, that, that is the, that's the path. And so the, name, the name, of, name of the street is Via Dolorosa, which pretty much means, like, means the way of, of sorrow, or the, the way of suffering. And, and of course, to us, it means just walking in the footsteps of Christ. The same. And, but about, and in, back in May, I, I, I went, I took like a, a time, time off and, and visited like in, the Scottish Islands. So I was there for like for like a week, and the main idea was just get get away from London, and get somewhere quiet, you know, just to see God and pray, and to have my guitar with me and all of that. And my third day, I I was staying very close to Fort Williams. Um, it's, it's, if you don't know, I think that's where the, the I think the highest mountain in, in the UK is. So I was like, oh man, this will be great, you know, to check it out. I mean, I, just, I was just thinking about it. I didn't plan on doing that. So I went, so I went to Fort William, just looking around, and I heard people talking about, oh, let's go check out the mountain. And so I was like, oh yes, I'll go too. So I went to look at it, like, oh man, I can do this, man, come on. <laughs> you know? And of course, 
I didn't go prepare. I wasn't prepared for it at all. Literally, I was wearing like a leather shoes, like really thin leather shoes, and I had my guitar with me, and so I didn't go prepared. But I was like, it would be cool to do this, no? And they were talk- so I asked around, and they were like, yeah, I mean, you, you can do it. Um, they were saying that yeah, most of the snow has melted, so you'll be fine. So I did it. I, I, I climbed the highest mountain in, London, well, in the UK, which was a big mistake. <laughs> my, oh, my goodness. So, like I said, like, it, it, took, it took me like seven hours to do this. The, the average is like five hours, but it took me seven hours. I mean, remember I had my guitar with me as well. But they lied to me. The ice were not melted. <laughs> Literally, oh my goodness. The, remember, I had like a, like a very thin leather shoes I was wearing, and the rocks, and oh, I, was, I felt like I was dying. Like, the, the snows were like up to, the, up to my heel. Like, and my feet literally was frozen. And I was like, God, you know, it, it was so fun. P- people were so nice. Like, w- while I was doing that, they were telling me, wow, you are doing this. Like, oh, congratulations, you got a guitar with you. Like, and they were like, whoa. They, they look at my shoes like, um, do you know the snow upstairs? Like, yeah, I can do it. It's fine. Like, almost people were telling me, no, um, no, don't do this. Like, no, it's, it's not wise to do it. I was like, I've done three hours. I'm not going back down. <laughs> And I had a lot of people telling me, like, don't do it, don't do it, because you are not prepared for it. And it's like, I'm sorry, I've done three hours, and I can't go back down. And I should have listened. But, you know, I mean, I got to a place where I was like, God, I can't do this anymore. Literally, I, I, I fell on the snow, I was like, God, I'm done. <laughs> please, do something. And I just felt like God was like, no, wake up. I literally felt like, wake up. And I started praying, I like, God, please, no, you can teleport me back to the... <laughs> to, 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 like, I, I pray every prayer you can, you can hear and I literally feel like no God said no don't, no, I'm not going to help you with that and by God's grace I did it I, I, I went to the summit and I came back down safe and while doing that God, God spoke to me so clearly That's like, I think it's a time where you hear God so clearly like never before wow I was shocked but he, he reminded me of a lot and it, most, most of my journey, it felt like, it told me that this is the Christian work. Our, our work of faith is, is, is similar to that. And it reminded me back, like, five years ago, when, because um, I, I, I lived in Korea then for, for a few years, and Korea and then America. So, and every, everywhere I, I, I went, I see that people that I had known before were like, either they've lost their faith, or they shrink back from, from pursuing God. And, and it, when I listen to them, it's, it's always got to do with the fact that it was so hard. It's like, no, they, they were praying to God, and God was nowhere to be found. And, and, and during that period, God spoke so strongly about, about, about suffering. And in fact, I, I, I started like a, a blog called The Way of the Kingdom, based on that alone. And I... I feel like, okay, so today, this, this is where I feel like God put on my heart to, to share about, about suffering. So let's start with um, Hebrews 12. <clears throat> it's, it's quite a long scripture, but we're going to read it. Let me check my time. Great. Doing well. So Hebrews 12, chapter <clears throat> one, 1 to 14. Bear with me. I know it's a long one, but we'll go for this one. So therefore, I'm sorry, it might be different for all right. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, 
Let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary and or faint-hearted. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. And have you forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons or daughters? My son or daughter, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor be wary when reproved by him. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son or daughter whom he receives. It is for discipline that you have been, so you have to endure. It is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there, is there whom his father does not discipline? If you are left without discipline, in which all have participated, then you are illegitimate <coughs> children and not sons. Besides this, we have every fathers who discipline us and we respect them. Shall we not much more be subject to the father of spirit and, and live? For they discipline us for a short time as it seems best to them, but he disciplined us for our good, that we may share in his holiness. When I use suffering here, I'm, I'm talking about all kind of hardship, trials, persecution, you know, that we all go through. You know, anything that requires us to endure, anything that requires us to persevere, anything that requires us to, to resist the evil one, anything that requires us to, you know, to, to hold firmly on our faith, that is what I mean by suffering. You know, and as Christians, Endurance, perseverance, faithfulness, patience. This is a trait of our character. We are called to suffer. We are called to endure, to endure hardship. We are called to persevere through trials. We are called to faithfully, faithfully hold on to the truth of the word and patiently waiting that Christ will come and break us through. This is the calling of all Christians, of all believers. No, no, matter, no matter when we talk about calling, we talk, no, calling in referring to um, like occupation, maybe like you know, God called me to be a pastor, to be a teacher and all that. But biblically, when, when, when the, Bible, when the pastor, apostle talked about calling, it's all to refer to like in terms of being called from darkness into his light. So we are called, you know, all of us are called from darkness into the light. So we are called to grow into the knowledge of God and who we are in him. We are all called, the Bible says that we are all called to peace. We are all called to have peace because of the Holy Spirit in us. And one thing that the Bible also mentioned is that we are all called to suffer. I mean, Peter said that in, I think, um, 1 Peter 2.20. <clears throat> it talks about, I'm not going to go through there, but it talks about, it says that 
we, we are called to suffer. Literally say that we are called to suffer. As, as Christians, of course. And suffering, no, not just for suffering, and suffering's sake, but suffering for doing the right thing. I mean, I, mean, I believe Pastor Rod will be talking much about that, about sometimes we do the right thing and we suffer for it, or we, we, we go through hardship. Sometimes we answer the call of God and, you know, stuff happens and all hell breaks through to that kind of suffering. And so I'm, I'm not going to spend this much time on this because I've, I believe Pastor Rod has done a lot of good job work on that. But the main point I wanted to get from this one is the fact that we should understand that we are, are called to suffer and it's part of our concern. It's not, not, not for any sake, but because of endurance, perseverance, and faithfulness. This is our trait that God needs. He needs that in our character. He needs that to build in us. And it's not just for, 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 for going through stuff. It's for, 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 being, for being part of us. You know, for being part of who we are as a people. Because, I mean, I've, I've, I don't know how many times I hear people where people give up so easily. Maybe they're they at work and they're being not persecuted, but, you know, their boss says something bad or anything about them, and then they give up. They, they, they will quit. You know, in friendship, you know, the, the friend got offended and stuff, and they, they simply gave up. They, they gave up on their friendship. And it's like, come on. We, surely, surely there's more to it than this, man. You know, and it's like, this is who we are. We are sometimes we are called to endure stuff. We are called to hold on, believing that one day it will work out for good and not to give up so easily in that sense. So the main point I want to make here is that we are called to suffer because endurance and perseverance and faithfulness and patience is, is, is a trait, it's a character trait that God needs in us. And therefore, we should embrace that. And, and it's, it's amazing if, if you look, look, look through the scriptures, I think almost, almost every book of the New Testament, you'll find a place where the apostles w- would encourage the believers you know, to, to, to endure trials. They would encourage them to persevere through, um, through trials and, and persecution. They would encourage them to hold faithfully. I mean, it's all over the scriptures, all over the book of scriptures. So it's like, it is really a part of, of our calling as believers. <clears throat> And one point I want to make is like, it's like why, why suffering? You know, suffering in itself is not, it's not good. I'm, I'm sorry, but it's not. In fact, suffering is, 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 is came into this world because of sin in the beginning. Because we were created not to suffer. It's a human nature. None of us want to suffer. None of, none of us want to go through sorrow and hardship. It's not part of our, of our makeup. So suffering in, in itself is, is not good. You know? To suffer for no good is, is, is not wise. <laughs> in a sense. Because suffering in itself, there's no benefit to that. And, and, but I, I believe, you know, because, because we live in a fallen world and we are humans, God uses suffering, like I said, to build character in us. He, he uses suffering because suffering has the ability to build ca- godly characters in us like nothing else would. And, and, for, the, and for, for that reason, in his wisdom, in his godly wisdom, in his majesty, glorious wisdom, sometimes he allows stuff for us to go through stuff. 
Why? So that it will build us what? To reign with him. God is not just looking for us now as, as it is. We are created not for this age, in terms of not just for this age. It's more, when God looks at us, he's, he's look, he looks at us as humans through, through eternity. And everything that God does, it does to build us up to reign with him one day. This is one of the reasons why God allows suffering. It's again, to build God's characters in us so that one day we will reign with him. In fact, let's look at that. Actually, I don't want to, um, Romans, chapter, Romans chapter 8. Again, sorry, it's not part of my message, but just for God, it comes to my heart right now. Romans 8. <clears throat> Romans 8, is 16 to 17. Paul says that, the Spirit, <clears throat> so Romans chapter 8, 16, 17, the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are hers. And co-hers, like we are hers with God and co-hers with Christ. If, indeed, we share in his suffering in order that we may also share in his glory. Let me read 17 again. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs with God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his suffering, in order that we may also share in his glory. So the, the, the main reason, I believe, I mean, there's so many reasons why God allows suffering or for, for his children, for us to go through hardship and persecution and all that. But I believe it's, it's to build us up to one day reign with him. Because if we reign with him, if, if we suffer with him right here, we will reign with him. I mean, Paul talks about that. All the apostles talks about that, about reigning with God. Because we suffer with him, we will reign with him. So I believe this is one reason why sometimes God allows us, as believers, because he, he wants to build godly cultures in us. Endurance, perseverance, faithfulness, patience. These are cultures that it's amazing, like, you know, in this world, we are not going to take many things after that. I think there's really anything we can take with us into the next age. But what we become, who we become as, as a people, the courage the that, that we are developing us, these are something we will take with us into eternity. And one day, I mean, Paul, Paul talks about in, in Corinthians, I think, 6 or 5, it talks about one day we, we are all going to stand before, before God before the judgment seat of Christ and, and the characters that, that we build in us, they will be tested by fire. And if they, if they, so they will either be purified, if they are good, they will be purified. And if they are bad, they will be destroyed. So when they are purified, we will be rewarded. When they, when they are destroyed, we, we, will, we will lose rewards for that. And I, I believe Jesus is fighting. Literally, he's fighting. He's fighting for our, 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 our reward, our full reward. He is fighting for us to reign with him. That's what, because this is what we are created for. Because we are, we are made for that, he is fighting for us. And therefore, when, when you're going through hardship, 
It's not just for now. It's more than that. It's bigger than... I know, I know we are humans. Because sometimes when stuff happens, the, all we see is now. And it's like the pain, the, the suffering. I get that. I'm a human. We all go through that. We know that. But we've got to, do, we've got to learn to do the way Jesus did it. Via Dolorosa. And this is my main point. I think I'm on time. This, this, this is my main point. My main, my main point I want, to, I want to share here is how do we suffer? Because I believe the Bible shows us. It shows us how we can go through suffering. We can go through, through persecutions and hardship and all of that so that we can build this endurance. Because if we respond rightly, if we respond rightly to, to hardship and persecution and all of that, we will, it will build us up. It will build us up and we will one day reign with Christ perfectly. <clears throat> All right. I'm sorry. You know, as, as I said before, like, you know, almost every book in the Bible, you, you, you hear about apostles talking about the apostles encouraging us to endure, to, uh, to persevere, and to hold faithfully. And in almost all of them, they always do it, encouraging the believers to think, like to have an eternal perspective of things. Most of the cases, it's all about you are doing that, you're going through that, you're suffering, but I guess we'll look forward to the coming of Christ and he will come and read it, or look forward to the reward. So it's, it's always to look forward to the hope of our calling. So it seems like, it seems like that the apostles, Jesus and all of that, they, all, they always use what should I say? They, they use reward. They, they, they use a, eternal rewards as a means to encourage the believers to hold on. As a means to encourage the believers to not give up because it's, it's building onto something. It's not on its own. It's built onto something. And for that reason, they always use eternal rewards as the encouragement to, uh, for the believers to move forward or to, to persevere and hold on onto that. And It's, it's, it's quite incredible when you think about that. Because, in fact, let, let, let's, let's read again um, Hebrews 10. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 32. <clears throat> and this also is, is an example of, of what I'm talking about, about them using eternal reward as the encouragement. So um, Hebrews 10, chapter 10, verse 32 says, Remember those earlier days after you had received the light when you endured in great conflict, full of suffering. Sometimes you were publicly exposed to insults and persecution. Other times you stood side by side with those who were, who were so treated. You suffered along, along with those in prison. And you joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property because you knew that you yourself had better and lasting possessions. So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will, be, you will receive what he has promised. And 
this is what the apostles did. So they used eternal rewards, or they, they, they encouraged the believers to have an eternal perspective of things. And therefore, that encouraged them to, to, to move on or to persevere, to, to, to endure, and not to give up. And, 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 and it's very evident. If, if, if you look at Hebrews 6, they talk about some of the, the basic or the elementary teachings that I, an early, early believer will learn is about resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment and rewards. So it seems like the apostles, like, it's like so, so someone become a believer, one of the things they learn early on is an eternal rewards and eternal judgment. Because these are some of the things that help believers to will hold. And, and I feel like in, in our generation, in our time, it's, it, it, eternal rewards is something that we have no concept of. I, mean, I, I don't believe we... we I'm, I'm talking about myself. because I, I, I don't think I've, I've hardly heard a teaching or a message where the the teacher or the pastor will be talking about eternal rewards in terms of the reward that we have in the age to come. And so I, I think we, we lack a lot of understanding on that. And, and I'm praying that that, that will change. Because I, I believe biblically this is how we endure. This is how we persevere. This is how we faithfully hold on to the faith. By looking forward to our reward. And I'm not sure, but it seems like whenever, because um, I, I have mentioned this a few, a few times to people, and it seems like people find like the idea of rewards, or having reward, or doing something, you know, persevering doing good for, for, for a later reward, it seems like less honorable. I'm not sure how to put it. Like, it's a less honorable, less honorable or shallow way to, 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 to work with God or you know, to, to, to do the things of God. But I, th- I think we have a raw concept of, of reward in, in, in a sense. So uh, let, let, let me just try and boil down because eternal reward is, is another message on its own. <laughs> So I'm not going to go there. But I just want to like just summarize that in terms of, you know, the first time, the first time ever, God revealed his character to, to, to human beings. The first time ever, or the first time ever recorded in the Bible was actually in, in Genesis 15. And God says that, he was talking to Abraham. That's the first time ever God revealed something about himself. And it was like, Abraham, I am your shield and I am your very great reward. The first time God, God revealed himself, he was saying, I guess what, I'm, I'm your great reward. And I feel like God is like the father who loves, like, he loves giving. It, it is his nature. It's like he takes every opportunity that he gets to reward you. He, he really is that kind of good. It, it is his nature to reward. It is who he is. No, he does not reward us because we deserve it. He rewarded us because it is who he is. And, it, and it's part of his, his nature. I mean, if, if you remember, Jesus said that even if you give a cup of cold water to, to someone in his name, you'll be rewarded for that. I mean, it's like, a cup of cold water? Yeah. That, that, that's the kind of father we have. He's the kind of God who will take every opportunity to reward you. So reward is not because you deserve it, it's because he, he is who he is, in that sense. 
And, and one, one other aspect is that eternal rewards, we've got to understand that most of us, when, when we think of like the ultimate purpose of, of, let's say the ultimate purpose of Christianity is to, is to go to heaven in that sense. But it's more than that. There's, there's, I, I believe Christ came to die on, on the cross more than for us to escape hell. It has to be goodness. It really has to be more than that. No. Entering to heaven and inheriting, inheriting, so entering the kingdom of God and inheriting the kingdom of God, I believe is quite different. And I believe we are, we are created to inherit the kingdom of God. You know, Jesus was not a plan B. Jesus coming to die on the cross was not a plan B. It was a plan A, you know, way, way before anything. That, that was the plan of God. So we, we were created, we were created to reign with God. We were created to, to be exactly what, to, be, to know him intimately and to do exactly what he does. We were made for that. So eternal rewards, I would think, it's not, it's not necessarily because, you know, to show to others that, hey, guess what, yeah, I, I, I did a lot of good stuff on earth. That's how I got rewarded. No, I got a bigger mansion than you. Woo-hoo. Or I, I got a bigger goal than you. No, actually, it's more than that. Eternal reward is literally bringing into fullness what you were made for. That, that is eternal rewards. So everything that God planned plan to give you is all to bring you into the fullness, who you are, what you like. Everything about you is coming to a life. So God is bringing that into fullness. That is reward. It will bring you exactly what you were made for, and that is the, that's what it's, it will be in the end. And this is what we are meant to put our mind on when we go through suffering. This is what we are meant to put our mind on to help us endure, to help us persevere, to help us, you know, not 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 give up. Because this is how the, um, the, the, the believers did it in the past. This is how they did it, and this, this is how even Jesus did it. You know, the apostles did it, like, like I said, throughout the scriptures. If, if you look at, if you read um, Hebrews 11, the, the altar said the same thing. It was say, saying that even the, 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 the patriarchs, they look forward to the reward, and therefore it helped them endure. It's the same thing. I mean, he talked about Moses. He said Moses was able to, you know, resist the temptation of, 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 of Egypt because he was looking forward to the reward. Read it for yourself. Go again and read, and read um, Hebrews 11. You'll be surprised. I was surprised when fun. It was really there. That is how we endure. We endure by setting our mind on the things that's ahead. And that gives us the encouragement to not give up, not to, to persevere and to endure. And that's exactly what Jesus did. Exactly what Jesus did as well. Jesus says that, guess what? For the, for the reward set before him, for the joy set before him, guess what? He endured the cross. And what is that joy? You and me. He looked, for, he looked ahead for the joy. He looked ahead, not, not for now, on why, why he was suffering the cross. Remember the time when, when, when Peter took a knife to sh- you no, know, to strike, or actually, he did, he did take enough and strike one of the guys that were arresting Jesus. And Jesus was like, hey, hey, Peter, don't do that. Don't you know that I have the authority to call my father, and he can send legions of angels to, 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 to stop this, you know? But he didn't do that. And the only way he was able to do that is because he, he, he looked ahead of, to the reward. That's exactly what Hebrews Hebrew talked about. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 talked about. He looked ahead to the reward, 
which is you and me, and that gave him the, the strength to hold on, not to give up. Because of his love for you and me, it's like, no, I'm not going to give up. Because he, so he looked ahead, and that gave him the strength to endure. You are the reward that Jesus did. And similarly, Jesus is the reward. At the end of the day, Jesus is the reward. In, in Revelation, in, in book of Revelation, I think there's about 30, 30, 30 places where, where God gives like, like tangible rewards to people. Like he, he promised tangible rewards if you read Revelation. There's about 30 places where he talks about tangible rewards. If, if you look closely, they, are, they all got to do with every reward that Jesus gave, it has to do with like closeness to him or authority to reign with him, authority to rule with him. All the rewards have to do with that. So at the end of the day, Jesus is the reward. And he's the one that we look to to give us the strength to push through, to endure, and to not to give up. And you've got to understand that Jesus knows. He knows exactly what we're going through. He's, he's been through it. He knows very well. You are not alone in your hardship. You are not alone. You know, it, it might feel like Jesus just doesn't see, but he knows so well. Um, I just, I'm, I, let me say this to close. I'm just want to say because I ran out of time now. But, you know, in, in the book of Revelation, Revelation 2 and 3, Jesus, Jesus talked about the churches. He gave a command to the church. And all the churches, he talked about the, the things that they've done good, the things that they need to do better. So, Five of the ch- there were seven churches, you know, Ephesus, Smyrna, Thyatira, Pergamon, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. All the seven churches, five of them, God said something good about the church. Two of them, He didn't say anything good at all. And amazing, I was I was shocked when I saw this. All the five churches that that Jesus said something good about, the the good things that He, he mentioned. It had to do with their endurance. It had to do with their perseverance. It had to do with their hardship. And it had to do with their suffering. I was, I was amazed. Every single, every single one of the, of the five churches, all the good things that Jesus said had to do with their endurance. I was like, wow. You know, <laughs> it, it was, I could not believe it. It's like, wow, it's, it's so true. And in all of them, it's like, guess what? I know you're suffering. I know. I see it. You know, um, Ephesus, they, they, they were commended for their perseverance and hard work. Smyrna, they were co- commended for their persecution and suffering. Pergamon, they were commended for their perseverance of faith, faithfulness and endurance. Thyatira, they were commended for their faithfulness and endurance. Philadelphia, they were commended for their perseverance and patient endurance. Like, all of them. I was like, wow. And in all of them, God says, Jesus says, I know your suffering. I know what you're going through. I seize it. And I'm pleased with it. Because that is building up into your, in, into your eternal glory. And amazingly, all seven churches, the promise that God, God made to them was like, after, after he said everything, he promised them, guess what? I reward you. Every seven churches, guess what? To, to the overcomers, you will reign with me. To the overcomers, you will sit on the throne. To the overcomers, again, he uses eternal reward as a means to encourage them to hold on.
So what are you going through today? I feel like, you know what, you can't, you can't handle it anymore. What is it that makes you feel like, God, where are you? Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't shrink back. God sees. God knows. Jesus sees it. And it's one of pain that pleases him. I don't know how, I don't know why, but hardship is the thing that God is pleases God. It's amazing. The fact that we don't see him face to face and we hold on to it. We persevere. We endure because of our trust and our love for him. You are being built up for eternity. You are being built up to reign with him. Don't give up. If you don't give up, you win. This is the Christian call. Because we are victorious. Because Christ won for us. If you don't give up, you win. Even if you hold on, stand there, you win by not giving up. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for who you are and for what you've done for us, Lord. And Jesus, right now, we just put our life into your hands and we pray, Father, Lord. Will you teach us? Will you open up our eyes to see you, Father? No matter what we're going through, Lord, understand that you know you see us and you will walk us through it, Lord. We pray, Father, Lord, just like you did, Lord, we, you will give us the understanding, Lord, to set our mind on things ahead, not on things now. To set our mind, Father, as you said, Father Lord, even though outwardly we are wasting away, Father, inwardly we are being grown, prepared for your glory. I pray for strength, for encouragement, for to everyone that's going through trials, persecution, temptation. I pray for strength to hold on, strength to endure, strength for Father Lord to persevere because you are building characters in us, Father Lord, that will one day will reign with you. That one day, Father, we will share in your glory if we hold on. If we don't lose, if we don't give up, if we don't compromise, Father, we win. Because victory has already been won for us. So we thank you for the victory, Lord Jesus. And we pray, Father, Lord, you be with us. You lead us, Father, Lord. And let your will be done in and through us for the glory of your name. Thank you. We bless you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.